ICD-10. It's the code which classifies and categorizes patient diagnoses and problems. For example, it's not enough to call something a venous leg ulcer because no one would be able to understand what you mean. But if you say I87.319, chronic venous hypertension, idiopathic with ulcer of unspecified lower extremity, then all of a sudden everyone knows exactly what problem you are talking about. Of course, you can be even more specific by using either I87.311 or I87.312 if you actually know which leg, left or right, the ulceration is on. Classifying diseases can be both useful, such as when trying to analyze large patient data sets, and mind-blowingly painful, such as when patients don't fit neatly into one of the over 70,000 categories provided by ICD-10. Why are we using such a weird system? Is it really the best we can do? Hello again. My name is Felix Becker, and I am the Broke Surgeon. This project is my attempt to fix what is broken with our current system of healthcare delivery. I want to dive deep into why providers, nurses, and patients are frustrated by the current state of affairs, how money seems to go anywhere but helping patients heal, and ultimately, design a system which actually improves the health of everyone involved. Using ICD-10 is akin to the biologic taxonomies for classifying living organisms and it is just as useful as it is flawed. If you look at the Wikipedia page for the International Classification of Diseases, we learned that it was originally designed as a healthcare classification system, providing a system of diagnostic codes for classifying diseases, including nuanced classifications of a wide variety of signs, symptoms, abnormal findings, complaints, social circumstances, and external causes of injury or disease. The ICD is published by the World Health Organizations and used worldwide for morbidity and mortality statistics, reimbursement systems, and automated decision support in healthcare. So let's break those three areas down for a second. Statistics, reimbursements, and decision support. Statistics. This is clearly the one area where classifying and standardizing patient problems and diagnoses would be useful. Unless, of course, patients can't be classified into one of the over 70,000 available codes in ICD-10. One of my favorite codes, V97.33XD, classifies patients who were sucked into a jet engine and now are on a subsequent encounter, that is, it's not their first visit for this problem, and exemplifies this beautifully. From my very brief Google research, I have found exactly one person who has ever survived getting sucked into a jet engine, John Bridget. And he wasn't really sucked through the engine, or else he would be dead. What this code clearly demonstrates, however, is that there are codes which are superfluous. Frankly, stupid. Let's look at another code, which uh, is used frequently in my practice, which demonstrates that running statistics on these codes can be very misleading. L89.154, pressure ulcer of sacral region, stage 4. At first, this code seems very much straightforward. But a newly recognized stage 4 pressure ulcer is different than a stage 4 that has been present for several months or even years. And even going away from the acute versus chronic distinction, a stage 4 sacral wound in one patient is not the same as a stage 4 in another even if anatomically the wounds appear the same. 
the patients will be of different ages, different comorbidities, and have different mobility issues. They will have different access to resources. The treatment for both wounds is very unlikely to be the same, and yet, when we run the statistical analysis, we are considering both wounds to be L89.154. So here we have two codes on very different ends of the spectrum. One is too specific, sucked into a jet engine, subsequent encounter, and the other is too generic, stage four pressure ulcer of the sacrum. And since it is a spectrum, the other 70 plus thousand ICD codes are somewhere along this spectrum as well. Statistical data based on ICD-10 diagnoses, therefore, is not at all what it is made out to be. And we can look at decision support the same way since it uses patient classifications based on these ICD-10 codes to make certain predictions. Instead of doing the statistics retrospectively, it simply tries to make certain statistical predictions prospectively. But as we have already established, the margin of error here can be huge, which really brings into question then the validity of these decision support systems. Now, uh, don't get me wrong, I think the future is very much in big data and computer algorithms, artificial intelligence, and providing this kind of sub decision support. But there is a saying in computer science that applies here very well, S-I-S-O, crap in, crap out. What you get out can only be as good as the stuff you put in. And if the data you put in, then don't expect much good to come out. Finally, let's look at reimbursements. Now, for physicians, uh, reimbursements are mostly tied to CPT codes, which are justified by ICD-10 diagnoses. So ICD-10 codes by themselves do not drive physician reimbursements except to justify certain CPT codes. For example, you couldn't bill for an aortic aneurysm repair if the patient doesn't actually have the diagnosis of aortic aneurysm. Seems like that should be common sense, but we all know that common sense is anything but common. Now, where ICD-10 codes do play a role in reimbursements is in the healthcare system reimbursements. See, uh, patients are in the hospital and are when they're doing well and are expected to, they're not expected to stay very long, get out quickly, but the patients who are very sick and not doing so well, well, they're expected to stay longer and require higher resource utilization, which is where DRGs come in. DRGs, or diagnosis-related groups, is a way for systems to get paid more for patients who are sicker, which is essentially based on how many ICD codes they carry on their chart. See, the sicker the patient is, the more codes, and the more the system gets paid. Once again, we see how healthcare systems benefit from our current system, but individual physicians do not. CPT code reimbursements are fairly standardized by CMS, which makes its pay rates publicly available. You too can look up the CMS physician fee schedule and see this for yourself. Uh, a great example of this recently came about when a patient of mine complained about uh, his healthcare bill. For the services I rendered, his bill came to $2,200, but if you looked up the physician reimbursement for his specific episode of care, it would come out to less than $70. Of course, I am salaried, and so I neither get to see those $70, nor do I have any influence over how much my employer actually bills out to insurances. So what can we do to change all of this? 
well, for one, I think physicians need to be more directly involved with billing for services so we can start regaining control over this sinking ship called healthcare. We are the ones providing the care. We should have a say in how much our patients get charged. We are the faces of our healthcare systems. We are the ones that patients complain to. We are the ones that should have more influence over the cost of healthcare services provided. Because right now, we're just like a car salesman. We will sell you the product, but our manager will set the price. And no one likes car salesmen. And as for ICD-10, I can only hope that the World Health Organization is learning from ICD-10 and making the appropriate changes to ICD-11. Although judging by the progress made between versions 9 and 10, I highly suspect that anything good will come of it. Now, I do like the idea of categorizing diseases, but just like with biologic taxonomy, there are nuances which make shoeboxing patients into neat boxes simply impossible. Maybe we should just go back to the old ways of calling things the way they are because no one, in fact, got confused when you called something a venous leg ulcer. What do you think? What limitations do you experience with ICD-10 in your practice? How can we improve the system to make it easier and more useful to use? Hey, thanks for tuning in. Please remember that this project is not just about me and my frustrations. A broken healthcare system affects all of us. So I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts, comments, suggestions, ideas, and most importantly, your personal experiences. Whether you are a physician, a nurse, a patient, an administrator, investor, insurance agent, politician, if you had had contact with the healthcare system we currently have, I want to hear your story. Let's sit down and chat and talk about our current system and what we can do to change it for the better. Until then, ciao.